episode 58 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hey guys, this is Alan Stein, a veteran performance coach and executive leadership coach, and you're listening to the Energy Edge podcast. I know a thing or two about energy and success, so I encourage you to keep listening and get your Energy Edge on. Welcome to the Energy Edge Podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your Energy Edge is a must. The Energy Edge Podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge Podcast, sponsored by one of my absolute favorite podcasts, the Read to Lead Podcast. And this is an absolute must for anybody who's a junkie for personal development. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and the even-numbered episodes is all about the interviews. In a moment, you and I will be joined by Jeff Brown, host of our show sponsor today and the Read to Lead Podcast. I'm big-time excited about today's interview with Jeff. We met from common friends and actually became friends. It's a tremendous influence on my life, which you'll hear more about later. I'm going to ask the following questions to Jeff. Who are some of the incredible authors you've met as a result of your successful podcast? How do you make time to do the extensive research of reading to pull off your job? Why is personal development so important in someone's success? And regarding reading, why is this discipline so critical? And so much more because that's just the kind of guy Sir Jeff Brown of Nashville is. So, it's go time. Jeff Brown is a podcaster, mentor, and speaker. His goal is to help people bridge the gap between intentionality and implementation. He does this by sharing his professional insights and the insights of successful people all over the world on leadership personal development, productivity, entrepreneurship, and more through his blog, podcast, and personal consulting and speaking. Before beginning Read to Lead podcast, Jeff spent 26 years in radio and even co-hosted an award-winning and nationally syndicated morning show from 2002 to 2008. Since 2014 of January, he's leveraged his radio background to coach numerous podcasters, help dozens create, launch, grow, and monetize their own show. The Read to Lead podcast began in 2013. Since then, Jeff has been fortunate to interview a number of New York Times best-selling authors, including John Maxwell, Seth Godin, Dan Miller, Daniel Pink, Simon Sinek, Chris Brogan, Gary Vanderchuk, and Michael Hyatt, among many, many others. The Read to Lead podcast has been a top number 10 business and top number three career podcast in iTunes and has twice been nominated for Best Business Podcast. Jeff lives just outside of Nashville, Tennessee with his wife of 14 years, Annie, and their two miniature kids, Liming Dogs, Fritz and Frank. Well, hey, Jeff, how are you and where are you, my friend? Well, I am uh, better than I deserve, and I am in, uh, or just outside, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And to a town called Spring Hill. That's correct. Yeah, you and I have had, uh, you and I have had dinner there, actually. We have. <laughs> and the cool part about that is, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff, but your wife was out of town. Mm. 
And I asked you, hey, what's what's good as far as availability? And you're like, hey, if you got dinner available, I'm available for dinner. And then we were in the banter back and forth said, oh, by the way, I've had three days of casserole. So I'd really <laughs> like to go out to eat. <laughs> and if you're buying, all the better. I don't know if you remember that. I do now. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> so, hey, do you remember um, how we met? Uh, yes, it was a podcast movement conference. I think a couple of year, maybe last year, uh, Mike Kim introduced us, as I recall. Exactly, exactly. 2016, and it was in my home city of Chicago. Mm, mm. Made it nice and uh, good peeps on Mike Kim. A little shout out there, hashtag Mike Kim. <laughs> and obviously, we talked about you know me coming to your hometown, which is pretty cool. And you also too were uh, an interview on the successful entrepreneur online conference that we did together last fall. So I appreciate your guilty by association. <laughs> No problem. But wait, there's more. One more is you hold a special relationship here with, with me because, and this very podcast, because you were my mentor um, in creating the Energy Edge podcast and your influence, Jeff, was just huge on my show layouts, um, ha- having a host, choosing to have Treva on there, also doing the odd-numbered episodes, uh, going content and even-numbered episodes as interviews. So I just want to publicly thank you for your influence and your generosity and uh, your stamp all over the Energy Edge podcast. Mm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And you, uh, needless to say, brought a lot of and bring a lot of uh, natural talent uh, to this. And so um, uh, I, I may have given you a little poke or a prod here or there, but uh, I, I think you carried uh, most of the weight. Well, thank you. I'll give you credit for both the poke and the prod. <laughs> and my wife thanks you for that. So, <laughs> but um, hey, I want to kind of dive in initially and just talk about your and your success as a podcast host with Really Lead Podcast. But I uh, mean, you didn't start out this way. And so why don't you just give us a brief history of what brought you to this point in your career? Hmm. Yeah, I used to have more of a traditional uh, job like like many of us do. I worked in radio for um, a number of years. I guess that's not traditional to some people, but <laughs> yeah, I, I had you know sort of a semi-regular schedule for a lot of years and an employer and somebody I answered to and, and all those things. Um, and about four and a half years ago, that ended, not by choice, though I had been thinking about leaving in the very near future, though I hadn't made hard, fast plans to do that. Uh, my mindset was leaning toward that direction and thinking about going out on my own in some way and uh, becoming an entrepreneur. And I've been doing some some sort of side hustles and the margins of life leading up to this anyway, along those lines. And so when the hammer came down, so to speak, and, and I was sort of shoved out of the nest, um, I decided then and there that there no no better time than the present to make a go of, of going out on my own. Um, part of my reservations for doing that were because I didn't have a really great job. And I worried that if I did venture out, what if I had regrets? What if I had uh, second thoughts about, about doing that, uh, and having it taken away from me eliminated all those concerns. And so imagine how that works. Yeah. I had no excuse, no reason not to give this a try. And, you know, when you're, um, I don't know if desperate's the right word, uh, you're really hungry, uh, you know, both in, in my case, figuratively and literally. And so when I'm in that state, I will do anything and everything, you know, uh, 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 within reason, uh, anything that won't, you know, get me in jail anyway, uh, to, to, to make it work. And just, just for the record, I've always admired that quality in you. Uh, <laughs> not going to jail on that. So. Yeah. yeah. I try not to do anything illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I had some severance and so that helped, um, 
you know, the transition a little bit. Um, I'd worked at the last company I was at for about 13 or 14 years. And so I had several weeks to deal with there. And then, um, uh, as I said, I was doing a, a sort of a business uh, side hustle in the margins of life and jumped into that head first. And the funny thing was for me, Brian, is within a month of venturing out on my own and doing that thing I'd been doing part-time and turning it into full-time for a little while, within 30 days of doing that, I had invoiced two clients twice as much as what I made in a typical month at my previous wow, that's amazing. job. Now, it's one thing to invoice it and it's another thing to have it in your hands, obviously. I didn't get all that money right then and there. But when that was the case, 30 days into it, I felt reasonably at peace about, about the future at that point. Good choice of words. And you started the Read Elite podcast how long ago? Uh, coincidentally, it started a month after I got laid off. So about four, almost four and a half years ago, July of 2013, I had already begun planning the podcast when I was still employed, not realizing that things were going to change. Um, I did have this thought of how am I going to work in these interviews during my, am I going to have to do all my interviews on my lunch hour? And then when I lost my job, I was like, oh, well, this just this just got a whole lot easier. So, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so um, I had begun plans for it. And then when all of this happened and I lost my job, I was about a month away from launching the podcast. And I just went ahead with those plans uh, and have been doing it ever since. Again, almost, almost four and a half years now. And the premise of the show, obviously, is you're interviewing authors mm -hmm. and the ability for those who are listening to that, it gives them the ability to be able to lead better. And you have interviewed some incredible authors through the years, Jeff, which, you know, first of all, kudos to you <laughs> on that. Who are some of the people that stood out to you the most and, and why? Well, I'm always going to have, a, I think, a soft spot for, for Seth Godin. Uh, Seth's uh, work uh, was um, some of the first I came across when I first, for myself, discovered uh, books again uh, and discovered uh, particularly uh, nonfiction or business-focused uh, books. And his work has always spoken to me. And so to then come almost full, full circle, you might say, and have him on a podcast that you could partially blame him for being responsible for <laughs> and, and, and inspiring uh, along the way uh, to, to have that time with him and to share with him some of that history. And then just to chat with him about his most recent book uh, in the process was just a real treat. And he's also, and, and hopefully I can do as half a good a job today as he did then. He's just a fantastic interview. Um, he knows how to carry an interview. He knows how to compliment the host. Um, he, he just really brings it every time I've ever heard him. And so he makes you look good. Uh, and I love that about him. And it's very sincere. It's not, um, uh, it's not fake in any way at all. Uh, and so he's, he's always going to be a special one to me. Uh, other folks like uh, John Maxwell, uh, I mean, if you'd told me a few years ago that I'd sit down with somebody of his caliber one-on-one -on -one for 45 minutes, I would have thought, well, gee, how much money is that going to cost me? First exactly. Of all? Nice. It, was, it was free, you know, so it's a podcast. Um, Alan Alda more recently, of course, the, the well-known actor uh, from, from MASH, Hawkeye, and other acting gigs along, along the way was on the show not too long ago, uh, having written a book on, on relating and communication uh, and, and just, just some really incredible people, some of whom I've admired for years and now I'm doing something that they want to be a part of. That's, that's a, a pretty, pretty awesome feeling.
Yeah, it's got to be humbling, but also so gratifying. So that's, that's awesome. And Absolutely. especially to interview people, that's, it's a natural conversation. Even like somebody like Seth Godin, as is, is large as he is, iconic. But to have that type of connection and rapport, that's got to be amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to do an amazing amount of research for each interview because you're interviewing the author on the book. So how do you make the time and make that a priority to really go through that book so that you can ask intelligent questions and have a good grasp of the information? Yeah, to that, I remember in radio when I would occasionally, I didn't do it very often, but when I would occasionally interview an author, um, it was not unusual for you to get sort of the bullet points about the book and you, like every other person in your profession, you would ask the, the questions they gave you. You know, and, and, and the author knew where to go with that and they knew what was coming. And you did little to no actual reading of books. You just went through the, the one sheet you got in advance of the interview. Yep. Highlighted when the I began, exactly, yeah. And so when I began uh, Read to Lead, uh, there was a lot I was getting out of the books I was reading. And I wanted to share that passion with other people through these interviews. And it was important to me that... Uh, one of the ways I take care of my guests, if you want to put it that way, is create an environment for them where they know the person doing the asking. The, the time they're spending with me is hopefully they feel time well spent because it's obvious that I've read the book uh, based on, on the questions that I'm, that I'm asking. And, and I shun being sent anything related to you know, canned questions in advance uh, from them. I'd rather not ever see that. I don't want to be influenced by that. I want to come up with my own questions based on what I think my listener wants to know. As far as making time for that, um, I, I think it comes down to you just have to make time for the things that, that are important to you. And obviously this is important to me and that it's uh, part of uh, my livelihood. And so I schedule that time. I make sure every morning uh, at the very least, I'm scheduling a minimum of an hour of time uh, to read. So for me, um, that generally is about, I don't know, 25 or 30 pages, depending on how many, how many notes I'm taking, sometimes less. Uh, and, and that's usually enough. Um, and on the weekends, I might uh, set aside a little bit more time, but I always try to do it early in the morning before my wife is up and before, there, before there's too many demands on my time otherwise. And if I do that and I protect it in that way, then I usually don't have any issue with, with keeping up with reading at least a book, sometimes two books a week. And what a great way to have the lead to the head in order to get that done. Because obviously, in a way, it is your homework. It's your research. And, and then to have the love that you have for books is just super cool. Regarding personal development, Jeff, why is it so important in someone's success from all the interviews you've done and all you've learned from talking to these authors? Why is it so important? I just finished reading a book and published an episode uh, recently from a guy named uh, Clay Scroggins. He's actually a pastor in Atlanta at a church called North Point. And he's recently written a book called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. Um, and he talks about an epic, and, and this is something I've been taught over the years, is before you lead anybody else, you've, you've got to lead yourself. And to me, the beginning of leading yourself is personal growth and personal development. And there are a myriad of ways to do that in, in, in this day and age. Uh, we have access to the internet and a plethora of information, obviously. But to me, one of the most tried and true ways of feeding your brain and feeding your own personal and professional growth is through, through reading. Um, and I have seen firsthand more to your question, 
how doing that on a consistent and intentional basis can impact your career trajectory. Now, as I mentioned earlier, um, the last job I had, I eventually was let go from. But prior to that, I mean, I won employee of the year awards and I was asked to speak uh, to different factions within the company on on topics that I had by those around me had become, uh, as far as they were concerned, an expert in. And I became an expert in those topics, things like, uh, for example, social media in 2007, 2008, when social media was kind of starting to take off and our radio companies or or stations within our company were like, what do we do with this? Uh, What impact is going to have on our business model? How do we wrap our heads around this? Well, I was that person in this, you know, nationwide company who dove into books on topics surrounding that. And so by reading those books uh, and applying what I was learning uh, to our station, our station began making great um, inroads and headway into those, into those uh, social media spaces. This is just one of several examples. And, and as that happened, other stations began coming to me and saying, how did you do that? And, and, and how can you help us uh, do that? And so I was doing, just by reading books, I was doing things that most of my colleagues and coworkers were not doing. And as that began to unfold and I began to speak to more factions from the company, uh, the reputation grew, not just in the company, but then in the industry in general, uh, to the point that I had one of the top 20 or 25 blogs in the world uh, in, in our industry, um, personal blog. Uh, and, uh, in, the, in the radio industry. And so that all is, is, is just because I was doing one thing that most of my uh, uh, compadres were not doing, and that was simply reading with an intentional mindset and reading consistently. And by doing that, I couldn't help but learn. I couldn't help but grow. I was constantly challenging my own ideas, my own way of thinking about how things work. Uh, not just reading stuff that just fed things I already believe, but stretching myself into, into new territory and learning about new things. And um, I've heard the saying, you know, if you read five books on a subject, uh, you're now an expert on that subject. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, but I do know this. If you read five books on any given subject, it's now safe to say you now know probably more about that subject than 90% of the rest of the population. <laughs> so if that Agreed. equals expert, then, then, then maybe so. But you know, I wouldn't necessarily go and give talks on that subject and expect to do well with the Q&A at the end. <laughs> but, but, but you already know much more about that than most people. So I, I think it's, it's just something that's so readily available uh, and, and so few people are taking advantage of. And, and that in large part is what inspired me uh, to do what I do. Well, and I love that too, Jeff, because you saw the fruit of your labor by taking the time to be able to develop on your own and what that did to not only you, but as far as advancement of your career um, of working and helping other companies and kind of being known as that guy, which is absolutely awesome. We'll be right back for the remainder of the interview with Jeff Brown after this short break. This is your podcast co-host, Trevi Yacino. I would love to have a personal conversation with each and every one of you. Why? Almost everyone I talk to is struggling with common yet incredibly frustrating issues such as losing weight, loss of energy, lots of digestive issues, and many, many more. I help business professionals like yourselves get to the core of why you're feeling so badly and get you back to feeling fantastic. If you head over to my website, livingtree.co, share your information under contact me, and we can set up a time to chat. 
for free. I am passionate about giving you the tools you need to become independently healthy and regain the energetic you. Just ask Brian, my co-host. He was one of my biggest challenges. Now look at him, or should I say listen to him? I can't even keep up. So let's get your living on. Most of us are just plain tired. Our pace far outruns our energy, yet we just keep going. We quickly move from busy to beat down to burnout. And sometimes we pull this off by the end of the same day. And it's only Monday. What we need is a reminder there's another way. A kickstart to get us thinking and get us going in the right direction. 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com offers three five-minute videos on the topics of sleep, nutrition, and fitness movement where a problem is discussed and two energy kickstart challenges are offered. Why? Because we all need a kickstart from time to time. The best part about it is the only thing it'll cost you is a few minutes of your time because the video series is absolutely free. So check out 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com today. This is Terry Crawley, co-author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top, and here is your sleep energy boost for today. Try some pleasing scents to help you fall asleep. Some aromatherapy agents are used to help with relaxation and sleep, including lavender, vanilla, jasmine, chamomile, sandalwood, clary sage, rose, and valerian. A study published in 2005 found that lavender increased the percentage of slow-wave sleep or deep sleep in study subjects. A study conducted at Sloan Kettering demonstrated that the scent of vanilla reduced anxiety in patients undergoing magnetic resonance imaging. In research conducted at Wheeling Jesuit University, the scent of jasmine led to greater sleep efficiency as well as greater alertness the following day. Interestingly, there's research behind some popular scents and their ability to help us relax and get a good night's sleep. So what about the person who reactively responds, well, I'm not a reader or I don't have time to read? What would be your response to that? Yeah, I really have come to the conclusion that I feel that you don't have time not uh, to read. Um, and what I mean by that is there was a time like the 10 years of my 20s where I had come to the conclusion that, oh, the learning part of life was over. I had graduated college. And I was like, well, thank goodness I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to learn anymore. I don't have to read anymore. I can just do whatever I want to do. Nice. And fast forward to my early 30s and... Uh, you know, my career had stalled and not much of anything exciting had happened. And I feel like I look, looking back, I feel like I've wasted most of the, of that decade. Um, and that's about the time when a, a mentor came alongside me and said, you need to do this. And here's where I suggest you start. And that was reading books. And here's a book I recommend. And here's another book I recommend. And hey, let's talk about these books as we're reading them together um, and, and, and learn from them. And that just opened my eyes to a whole new world. And so, from then on, as I said earlier, uh, I made that a priority. And I think it's just a matter of determining what's important to you in your life and a personal growth and development and just 
being a better rounded, smarter, more likely to impact the world in a positive way type human being, if any of that means anything to you, then you'll decide this is important enough to make time and you'll schedule it the way I do. Now, apart from that, um, I would consider audiobooks if you're on the road a lot or if you're on the go a lot and, and, and you don't otherwise have time you can carve out to do that. You want to sort of leverage the commute if you have one. And that's what I did uh, when I didn't have a lot of time to read. I would listen to books. Even then, some might say, well, Jeff, you know, a, a business book might take me six or 10 or 20 hours to get through, depending on how long the book is, right? It takes as long to listen to it as it does uh, to read it. Uh, well, that's why I created my podcast. Uh, and, and, and there are other resources out there similar to that that can help you with that. It's, it's essentially... Um, Cliff's Notes, the audio version. You know, we're, we're, nice. we're getting the information right, straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and getting the key insights and main ideas from the book in about 30 minutes right from the source. And so uh, for those folks who, who were like me, who felt like they didn't have time to read, um, my hope was that the podcast would kind of uh, be sort of a, a substitute in the meantime. The hope is eventually they make that a priority to the point that, that they're doing more of that and making time for it. But in the interim, the podcast sort of serves as a stopgap to take away any excuses you have uh, not to do this. That's a great response, Jeff. In fact, I love your line where basically if, if it's a value, if it's important to me, then I will find the time. Yeah. And that's exactly what you had done. I had a very similar story. My, my first job, uh, I went through college, read only what I had to, and all of a sudden had a, had a, had a uh, boss that said, hey, let's read this together. And 23 years old, that my thirst and hunger to read books that I could actually see as impact um, came alive. Similar story to you. Mm. And I love the fact of using your show as a Cliff Notes version of that. And for mm-hmm. me personally, what I love about it is oftentimes I find my next read as a result of listening to you interview the author in a way that I'm not going to find flipping through the book, or maybe that's not a, a specific subject or an author that I'm familiar with. But all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm very intrigued by that. And it actually helps me read that book better. Because mm. I remember some of the questions and you started to peel back the covers a little bit more. You got the backstory on certain things. So I've loved that as a catalyst for that. Thank you. So what do you feel is a correlation then between personal development and your energy and life in general, Jeff? Yeah, I know for me, um, I make, uh, and I've kind of hinted at this a little bit, I prioritize, I didn't always do this, but I prioritize my morning. Uh, Not everybody has the luxury of carving out, say, like I do three hours first thing in the morning to concentrate on your personal development. Uh, But I've made that a priority getting up at five uh, and I've, I've got my list here in front of me and drinking a large glass of water, drinking coffee. I mentioned reading. Um, I do some journaling, uh, write some things down that I'm grateful for. All these things set me up for an energetic day. If I, if I miss some of these things or I don't do these things at all, the, the tra- trajectory of the day can be much, much different. Uh, also reviewing my goals, looking at what my big three are uh, for today, um, exercise. I, I try to run uh, a 5K like three times a week, roughly. Um, of course, the other things like showering and brushing my teeth and those sort of things. But but I try to, to set aside enough time, usually about three hours to accomplish all those things I just listed. So starting those at around five and wrapping up at around eight. And then um, I spend... Uh, about 30 minutes sort of ramping up to to my work day. Um, I've got uh, 
uh, a ritual for that as well. You know, checking my email inbox, uh, responding to Facebook uh, messages, Slack, Twitter, that sort of thing. Um, again, reviewing my big three uh, for the day. And then it's off and running. I'm uh, looking at my Google calendar and looking at what I've set aside for the day. And that's appointments a lot of times, but then in between the appointments, I'm also being very intentional about what I schedule. If like today, when I looked at uh, tomorrow's schedule, I saw some gaps that were open uh, where no appointments or other uh, uh, tasks have to be completed. I filled those in on the calendar before anybody else had a chance to uh, with, you know, read chapter, whatever of grit, um, read, um, new book from so-and-so. And so I'm often filling those gaps in with opportunities to read. And so when I, when I structure my day like that, with that focus, uh, you know, three or so hours in the morning on those personal development uh, activities, uh, then I've got the energy I need to have a really, really super powerful day. <laughs> oh, I love that last line. If you do the personal development in the morning, it sets yourself up for the rest of the day mm. to have the energy you do. And I just think that's so powerful. Mm. Jeff, how can your podcast, if somebody's not heard it, and obviously mm. link it in the show notes and strongly encourage everybody to listen to it. How can your podcast help encourage personal development for somebody who's unaware? Mm. Yeah, well, uh, as, as I hinted at earlier, um, for somebody who hasn't decided yet to make time for reading intentionally and, and consistently, this is a great place uh, to start. Many of, uh, of the topics or the books that I discuss and the authors I talk to come back to personal development. They're not all specifically about that topic per se, but much of it comes uh, back to that. I think reading in and of itself is a personal development practice at the end of the day. And so uh, listening, engaging with the podcast, I've got a, uh, a monthly book club uh, that meets once a month and we walk together uh, through a book a as a group and then meet once a month to, to chat through it. So that's another way if you want to take it, you know, a step further. And in that group, it's about taking what we've learned from the book that we've read and understanding how each of us can actively put it into practice. Because the last thing I want to do as a podcaster and host of a book that espouses reading is for people to do just and only that, uh, to just read. If we don't take something from that and do something with the information we're reading about and the things we're learning, then what good is it? We haven't changed anything. And so yeah, it's just a leisure activity. Yeah, exactly. And I want it to be more than that. And so I think it starts with, deciding you're going to, you're going to institute these things, whether it's podcasts or books into your schedule on a, on a daily or weekly basis. And then also having a plan for then how you're going to act on and implement the things that you're, that you're learning along the way. So let's unpack that. Cause I really like that angle of that. Cause a lot of times we just read to read, which is an awesome discipline in and of itself, mm. but any tips, suggestions on how, I mean, obviously you mentioned, you know, getting in a book club, but if somebody's mm. listening to this and we're going, okay, that's great, man. Now what do I do? How do I start to take action on that content? Any practical tips you have for us? Yeah. Two things that immediately come to mind. Uh, one thing I do, and when I mention this, I'm pleasantly surprised at, um, how most people react to this. Cause to me, this seems like a pretty uh, obvious thing to do, but a lot of folks I talked to about this go, Oh my gosh, that's, I'm going to use that. I never thought about that. That's fantastic. And so I, I don't know if it's cursed knowledge or what, but to me, it seems obvious. Maybe it's obvious to you, but it may not be obvious to your listeners. And that is, is I have a notebook. I was looking here near me for it. I don't see it uh, near my desk, but I have, a, you know, like a Moleskina type uh, notebook uh, dedicated 
to my reading notes. And I've got these little colored tabs that when I start a new book, I'll place, uh, I'll stick to a, a page in this notebook and write the author's name, the title of the book. And then from that point forward, take notes as I'm reading that book. And that is where all my book notes belong. They all go into that same notebook until it's filled, obviously. And then at the end of it, it's got all those colored tabs noting what books uh, notes are inside. And so I've got uh, several of those on my shelf over the last, uh, well, few months. You know, I haven't doing that, been doing that practice for, for years yet, but I've been doing it for several months. Uh, and that's something that I can always refer back to when I'm uh, writing uh, public talks or blog posts um, or podcast episodes. I will refer back to that or, or coaching someone. I'll refer back to one of those notebooks often for what I learn and what I wrote about at the time that I read it and also have action steps at the end of those notes. Okay, what, what, what am I going to take from this and how am I going to utilize this information to improve my business or my personal growth in, in some way? So that would be thing uh, number one. I'm actually even considering, uh, I was talking to my wife about it the other day, uh, a Kickstarter where I actually develop a notebook um, that's created expressly for this purpose. That's a great idea, Jeff. <laughs> so, so look for that in the future. In this case, definitely um, then, listen to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing, I recently discovered uh, an app called BookOut. One word, BookOut. And this is simply, uh, I've only been using it for a couple of weeks. This is simply an app, a free version. There's also a paid version that allows you to track your reading. And so when you start reading, a timer begins. And... Uh, at the end of it, uh, a session or the end of a book, you can see, okay, how did I do? What was my reading speed compared to other times I've read? How far am I into the book? How, how much time do I, or how, how many pages do I have to go? And also, you know, at the reading pace I've, I've been on so far in this book, how many more minutes or hours is it likely to take me to finish? Uh, and there's, there's ways to, uh, take notes, uh, quotes you want to remember, uh, with the paid version, you can, uh, uh, grab images and share those. Um, of course you can do that with your phone anyway. Um, and there's some other aspects to the paid version, some, some additional stats and that sort of thing, but I'm playing with it right now and trying to remember to use it when I'm reading a book. Uh, and I, I think it's, long-term going to be a great way to over time maintain and keep up statistically with the goals I'm making in terms of reading and being able to look back on what I've done and how, how well I've done with the goals, the reading goals specifically that I've set. So book out the app, a free and paid version. I have no connection to that. So I, there's nothing in it for me for recommending that. And then a simple Moleskine type notebook, uh, to track your reading notes. I've, I've had um, our mutual friend, um, Jonathan Milligan, yes. uh, recommends uh, most every book is going to have a blank two-sided page in the front, if not more, and a blank two-sided page the back. in the back. And he recommends um, taking notes that way, uh, noting pages. And you can't take a whole bunch of notes, but uh, indexing basically as you're exactly. reading the things you want to remember. Um, and so the, the, the things relevant to that book are always with that book. And so that's, that's another, another way you could you'd capture and want to remember the things that you're reading and actually put them in action. That's another way you could, you could do that. And he's and Jonathan's written a couple blog posts on that, which I'll link up in the show notes as well on his method. But Jeff, I really love your two ideas because I, I really, I mean, almost say it is it's personal development on reading. 
on that specific mm-hmm. skill set mm-hmm. where you're getting that granular. I mean, for me, oftentimes I, I have certain symbols. I have certain things that will highlight so I'll know immediately what an arrow is, what a mm-hmm. star is going to mean. Uh, the Q I'll put for a specific quote that I'm looking for, I'll do an S for a stat, mm-hmm. a certain type of statistic that I'm looking for, and then I can go back if I'm just going for flow and not taking notes during that specific moment, but I come back afterwards. It helps me to kind of cheat through that. But I love mm-hmm. those. Those are just fabulous, fabulous ideas. Hmm. Any closing thoughts, Jeff, just kind of reflecting back on this conversation? Well, um, I I think, again, just to kind of drive the point home, uh, reading, even if it's something that you struggle with, if it's something that you get bored by, try audiobooks or try podcasts where authors are being interviewed about other books. I recommend one in particular. You know which one that is, but there are others that that do similar uh, style of, of interview. There is not other. It's read the lead podcast. <laughs> shameless promotion. <laughs> but you know, for those who who otherwise struggle with finding time to read, as, as we talked about earlier, or with just the thought of reading without being bored, uh, if you will, then a podcast or or that book uh, via audio is a great way to to leverage that time that that otherwise might be. Uh, maybe wasted uh, just, um, you know, in either random uh, unproductive thought or, uh, you know, listening to music, not that there's any waste in that, but um, I, I think, I think in moderation, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, or I should say too much of a good, uh, too much of a good thing. It's not a good thing. <laughs> so, so if, if you do like I did in my twenties, or I spent the entirety of that decade just listening to music when I was in the car. I mean, I, I enjoyed that, but I don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. But in my thirties, when I, when I changed that habit and rather than my default being listening to music, uh, it instead became listening to books. My thirties or some of my product, most productive years on into my forties of my entire life. Direct correlation. And yeah. It's the, it's the reason I'm able to do what I do today and not have to answer to anybody, but, of the lady in the next room. <laughs> well, and I think, Jeff, to your point here, by taking the time to be able to read and take away the excuses, seeing the benefits out of it, finding unique ways, in this case, an audiobook or a podcast, is a fabulous way to do it. I mean, really, it takes away the excuses because we're in a car at some point, driving at some point. We can go mm-hmm. for a walk and listen. I mean, my goodness, when I was at my height of business travel, and I had, a, I had a CD that was in or, you know, my phone hooked up in the car. And then I had something else I listened to from the moment that I got out of the car onto the long-term parking bus that took me to the terminal. And at that point, going through security, it was amazing just how much. And then I had a book that I would read when I was on the plane. And oftentimes I did a lot of driving uh, on, on my business travel. So I could get a lot done. It's just amazing when you look for the little seams, especially mm. if you're willing to take it off-road or in this case on the road the difference that it can make. Mm. I just, I could not agree with you more in this specific case. And also too, you know, to your point of personal development, it is part of the energy cycle. You know, yeah. rest is stop for now, refuel is put back in. And we obviously the nutrition from the food and from fitness and movements and exercise, obviously for the body, but, but refueling the mind and the personal development and so specifically under the reading. How can we find out more about you, Jeff, and what's going on with you? Ah, well, the best place is uh, simply readtoleadpodcast.com, readtoleadpodcast.com. 
And from there, obviously, they can find the podcast um, that is on iTunes, probably Google Play, Stitcher, all those resources um, on your site as well. And uh, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of it, not just because I know you, but um, just because of my love for reading. And like I mentioned earlier, just the ability to find some great reads. Um, you're just a master at interviewing and really digging in. And to your point, I mean, you've not gone the easy way and just kind of the three cheap bullet points of the highlights that you can find on the cover, but uh, really digging in and you'll reference that. And I just absolutely love the interview and uh, really, really hope that people take the time to listen. Well, thank you for the invitation, Brian. Uh, I was delighted to be asked and I wish you nothing but success. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. such a Jeff Brown fan. Every time we talk, I leave challenged and encouraged to grow in the area of personal development, especially through reading. And I hope you were challenged to make not find time to read on a consistent basis. I want to thank Jeff Brown for being on the podcast today. I'm a huge fan of his. Every time we talk, I leave challenged and encouraged to grow in the area of personal development, especially through reading. I hope you were challenged as well to make not find time to read on a consistent basis. And if you have not downloaded this award-winning podcast, the Read to Lead podcast, do it immediately after listening to this episode. Thanks for making it to this point in this podcast. And as always, we'll try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on today through reading.